Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we take a look at the director's cut of Zack Snyder's Watchmen one minute at a time. My name is Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. I'm Eric Nash. And I'm Rory Spence from the Adult Care Network. Welcome back, Rory. Thanks very much. Uh, no problem. Uh, minute seven starts with the comedian and a bank robber posing for a photo and ends with Dollar Bill dead in a revolving door. I think we'll... Might learn a lesson at the end of this episode about uh, <laughs> how to deal with revolving doors. But before that, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll we'll start this minute talking about the comedian and um, him posing with this uh, bank robber. Kind of has a similar look to Joe Chill in the in the previous minute, but but he also has that like classic uh, bank robbery. Look, I love his uh, sneer on his face, and yeah, um, the look on his face is hilarious. I'll yeah. laugh at it every time I see this. <laughs> yeah, I love that he's still just just balls out <laughs> firing in the air as yeah. apparently as photographers are standing by, and <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and that's kind of what I was going, what I was kind of going for with my point last week about the heightened reality, because yeah. I don't. On, I don't honestly believe that when this, you know, if this scene like really took place, that he would still have the gun and still be able to just fire while taking a photo. So it, it looks great for this sequence of, you know, showing us these heroes and everything. But yeah, I just, I like the concept that, you know, comedians just mugging for the camera and, and everything while these, while these shells are just getting blasted out of this gun. So yeah. Well, yeah, and you, you, you talk about the hyper-reality stuff, and you know we've talked a little bit about the the font or the, the, the credit and how it's either reflecting or, in this case, a shadow onto yeah. the uh, the criminal. Yeah, onto yeah. his chest yeah. and even part of his hand there at the end, the uh, the last part of the name, I think, or film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what but credit A-Zach. is that? Azak. <laughs> yeah, it's on his chest. Yeah, we got a Zack Snyder film. Um, that, uh, at the time this was made, that probably didn't mean a whole lot, but now I think when you say it's a Zack Snyder film, I think a lot of people will get, um, a better idea of what that means or, you know, that'll maybe influence their, their idea of what, what they're about to see. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to remember, it was 300 before this or after it was. Yeah. yeah. Before it was before. before. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been his, his biggest one up until this point now. yeah i think uh dawn of the dead i want to say was 2006 and then i th- yeah. think like 300 was maybe 2008 so right um the gun that uh, the bank robber is holding is a colt m19 uh, 1921 ac thompson aka the tommy gun yeah um, very famous gun um it was designed by or developed by general john t thompson because he wanted a one-man handheld machine gun and described it as a trench broom, so he just wanted something that you could uh, clear out. I mean, that's a that's a great nickname for for a weapon, yeah. the, the trench broom. Um, and obviously, he has a, a deep association with gangsters in the Prohibition era, era and was called uh, the gun that made the twenties roar. Um, though apparently uh, more shotguns and revolvers were used by criminals because of the uh, the price tag, these went for like two hundred dollars at the time, which right. would would be about 
uh, $2,700 today. So probably wouldn't be used by a lot of criminals like this uh, bank robber, but you know, it, it's got a, uh, that reputation because of like the high profile users like John Dillinger, uh, George machine gun, Kelly, and of course, Al Capone. Yeah. So it's very distinctive gun as well with the, the drum for sure. Barrel and stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's one of the guns that they would uh, you kind of get in uh, Batman the Animated Series. Like a lot of their yeah. uh, gangsters and criminals would use the Tommy gun, does somewhat you know design. Uh, it's always a, a great weird looking gun. But yeah, I like the uh, the the money bag that comedian is holding. Mm-hmm. Reads Sisyphus, Sisyphus Savings and Loan, eighteen fifty eight. So. Um, I don't know if that's just, you know, obviously the story of Sisyphus. Actually, you talked about yeah. uh, that in your in your uh, recent Olympians uh, episode, Rory, about that, yeah. the uh, what he has to his penance or whatever is to have he to has, roll a stone yeah. up a hill every night. Yeah, and it would roll back down. In yeah, the so that's so. continually push it up a hill. Yeah, so maybe the bank robber here is maybe he's. Maybe that's the tie-in here to Sisyphus, like trying to rob a bank but getting stopped every time. I don't know. Well, and I think the same can be said for the hero, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like a constant stream of bad oh, guys yeah. doing yeah. this kind of, doing various stuff. And Yeah, that makes sense as well. Yeah. I'm just glad it wasn't a big dollar sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What do we think about – I guess we can talk about maybe – comedian's costume in the next minute or we can talk about it here um i sure did notice that big pocket yeah oh yeah yeah there's two of them i think we'll see we'll see more mm-hmm. in the next minute he has pocket either side yeah which think he keeps in them <laughs> i just noticed that comedian isn't really holding the bag of money he's holding the the burglar's yeah. hand <laughs> yeah. he's still holding the bag of money <laughs> it's kind of funny it looks like he's just walked up behind them <laughs> yeah like i'll take credit for this one <laughs> while smoking the cigar oh yeah 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 um something just from the comic i don't as i said i don't remember the comic too well but uh, a lot of comic book artists do something give somebody a distinctive thing so you always know it's them and a cigar is treated like that in this movie so oh like, sure if you see someone with a cigar it's it's him mm, yeah Sort of like identify people in comics. Usually, something that stands out about them. Yeah, yeah, I know the uh, Wolverine used to be that way a little bit with the always chomping on a cigar. Yeah, um, his hair is a good example of that. Wolverine's yeah, hair is yeah. very distinctive. So, I like too that uh, his Domino mask is different than what we saw with Night Owl previously. Like Night Owl has a very rounded um, Domino mask. I mean, kind of. Kind of like you would expect a little bit with an owl kind of character, but yeah. um, comedians here is a little more severe with the sharper angles. Uh, it sort of looks like the diamonds on his chest. Yeah, well. yeah. Okay. Um, anything else for this uh, the com- this comedian uh, sequence? No. So I have. Okay. Eric. That's good. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the next sequence we have is. Uh, is the Minutemen of 1940 uh, all getting ready to pose for this uh, this photograph? And uh, and we know that by the big banner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Nice, nice, helpful banner. Um, and then, so from left to right, we've got Silhouette, Mothman, Dollar Bill, Night Owl, which he pops up in a set in a you know in a second, and then Captain Metropolis. Then Comedian is kind of on the kneeling on the floor between Metropolis and then Silk Spectre, and then lastly we have Hooded Justice. So. Um, do we have? Do you guys have notes like on them individually? Do we want to talk about each one of them if if that's the case? I don't have much specifically on each okay. of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, for the for the actress playing uh, Silhouette uh, Apollonia Vanova. Yep. Yep. The biggest thing I, I kind of noted was well, I mean, she did Man of Steel with Zack yeah. Snyder. Yep. It's just one of the Kryptonians, I believe. Yeah, and, and hasn't done anything since. So I'm not sure what <laughs> yeah. happened to her. I couldn't really um, dig I, in. I, yeah, she played N- Nadira in Man of Steel. I found like one or two like still frames of her. Um, I haven't watched rewatched the movie to kind of see where she pops up, but it doesn't seem like she's in it much. Maybe I I, I want to say she's probably in Zod's uh, crew, like at the beginning of the movie when they attack Krypton. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know that she's in the you know the later half of the movie um but yeah the only thing i really found on her was like she did some modeling and like a lot of like fitness modeling like where she would almost do like the bodybuilding type uh posing like she's very like just very well built as far as you know very muscly and she in the photos i found was like very bronzed and tanned and doing the whole like wearing the bikini and, and strutting around a stage or whatever, doing like the fitness posing and stuff. So, um, I don't know much else about her. I didn't dig too deep on her, but yeah, she's playing silhouette, AKA Ursula Zant, or I guess reverse that Ursula Zant is her, uh, is the character's real name. Um, I've got a bit more on her later on. Um, then we got Mothman or uh, Byron Lewis is his name, and he's portrayed by Niall Matter. The only thing I really found on him is I mean, he's acted quite a bit, but he was a regular on the sci-fi show Eureka. Right, yeah. I didn't watch it, so I don't really know the character, but... No, I've seen a couple of episodes, I think. I've yeah. Been tell you in the book. We've got Dollar Bill. He, he, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. For that Niall Matter, uh, I felt, you know, he was in Supernatural... Okay. And but then also one of the weird things is is uh and you know I'm 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 Christian myself but apparently he writes a Christian blog. Oh okay. Yeah. Hmm. Although I'm I'm not too into the uh the kind of uh right-wing Christian so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that what he yeah. what he Well, tends I'm, not, to I'm not sure that that's the case no but oh, okay. but Yeah. Hmm. Um let's see. We got Dollar Bill, um William Benjamin Brady. And then he's played by Dan Payne, and thought it was a little bit interesting. Dan Payne played Bruce Wayne, Batman in uh, in Nightwing: The Darkest Night short. So it was one of those like unofficial, you know, kind of fan made right. kind of things. I'm guessing. So yeah, um, and if, if you see him without the the costume and everything on, he he does have a striking like he could definitely play a Bruce Wayne type character. So. And he does uh, stunt work too. Yeah, uh, yeah, mostly for the Stargate. Okay. Yeah, a lot of these guys are are stunt guys, and especially like the next one, we've got Night Owl. He was he's does a lot of stunts. Um, 
Right. He did Lord of the Rings, uh, Two Towers, and Return of the King, uh, Blade Trinity stunts, iRobot, X-Men 3, Twilight, Arrow, Godzilla, and so on, like a bunch of bunch of stunts. I didn't find too many like main, you know, uh, acting credits. More, more of his stuff was all stunt work, so. Suppose if you're casting somebody to just stand and look at like yeah. you know, what they're doing in a costume, a stuntman's probably a good way to go with it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And his nickname is Spider with a Y. Oh yeah, I didn't catch that. <laughs> nice. Uh, of course, he's playing uh, Hollis Mason, who we've talked about a um, little bit. And then you got uh, Captain Metropolis, who is Nelson Nelly Gardner, and he's portrayed by Daryl uh, Skeeler. Sheeler? Probably Skeeler, I guess. Um, and he's got even more stunt work than uh, Clint Carlton had there. So uh, similar movies, a lot of uh, a lot of the same kind of types of movies and stuff, but not a lot of acting, like acting as himself kind of credits. I didn't, I didn't really find right. so. Um, then of course we've got the comedian um, Edward Blake, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which um, I didn't really put down too much information for him here since I know we'll talk about him at great length, you know, <laughs> throughout the rest yeah. of the, the movie. And then, um, did you guys have anything on him or, uh, Carla Gugino? Yeah. Those two I left kind of blank. Myself. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't have anything to say about them. Sure okay. Yeah. I, I like them both a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got hood of justice last, and he's actually like the first of this, uh, in this timeline, you know, the first costumed hero to, to um, have come around. So he is – well, it, the th- cool thing about Hooded Justice is it's kind of a mystery as to who he is. Um, just in the background information in, in Watchmen and some of the supplemental stuff, they talk about he was probably Rolf Mueller who was like a circus strongman. But because he never took off the hood, um, no one ever really knew who he was, and he refused to unmask himself. You know, in the um, communist like McCarthyism era, like uh, yeah. all those trials and stuff. So he just basically disappeared. And then it's believed that when Rolf Mueller's dead body washed up on the mm-hmm. on the whatever on the shore, like it's suspected that comedian was the the guy that. Uh, took him out. So uh, he's portrayed by Glenn Enos. And what I thought was really interesting about him is when you look up a picture of Glenn Enos, he looks as like he was Steve Dillon's model for his run on The Punisher. Uh, Steve Dillon was a, a, a yeah, comic book artist and has a very distinct mm-hmm. style. And this guy just looks like The Punisher. Oh, yeah. He's like six. That. He's like six two or six three. And what I found was also even cooler was Glenn Enos was the stunt double for uh, Ray Ray Stevens Stevenson. portrayal Stevenson yeah his yeah. portrayal of the Punisher in Punisher Warzone so um, it's kind of fitting that you know to me he just looks like uh, the Punisher and has uh, he's done a lot of stunt work as well so hmm. yeah that's that's all like uh, the big rundown of everything I had on. Um, kind of who these guys are and who they've, you know, whatever their stuff they've done. Since they're not really like the big characters throughout the rest of the movie, you know, we'll have a little bit to say about them. But I'd like to say that I think they've done a really good job of sort of capturing the look of 1940s comics with these oh, costumes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I've been, I've been reading a lot of old stuff, mostly for the, the podcast. I need to do a lot of research and read a lot of old comics, and these guys look bang on. Yeah. But that's what, that's what comics look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is one of the coolest shots in the movie, just especially like the way it starts with uh, it kind of raising up, and then you've got Night Owl standing up as the Watchmen, you know, text rises up out of the camera. And yeah. um, I just. I love this shot. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. The, the text of the title of the movie, yeah, uh, is kind of hidden apparently behind the camera on the other side <laughs> of the camera that's taking yeah. this photo of them, which is an important part thing too that uh, comes yeah. into play uh, throughout a lot of the rest of the movie. We keep seeing this uh, framed photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of this uh, first superhuman crew. Mm-hmm. Most of these actors that are all lined up here are, I mean, we talked about a little bit of shows they've been on, but um, there a lot of those shows that like shoot around uh, like Vancouver and in Canada. Um, um, it seems like most of these actors are, you know, like Smallville, Stargate, Supernatural, and then the current stuff like Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl and uh, iZombie and stuff like that that are all filming up there. A lot of these guys have um, either been in those shows or stuff like that. So it's kind of cool that instead of having, you know, a lot of well-known actors go to shoot some of these flashbacks that I like that they used some of the, the local Canadian talent. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd like to point out that uh, Sally is holding the arm of oh, yeah. Hooded Justice. <laughs> So that's yeah. the most most uh, intentional kind of contact I think that's going on between any of these. Yeah, this group. yeah, definitely yeah. His, history there with uh, um, kind of a, being uh, forced into looking like a couple. Essentially, do you know about that, Rory? Uh, vaguely. From, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hooded Justice and uh, the guy kind of next to Sally there, uh, Captain Metropolis. Yeah. The two of them were in a relationship. Right. So it's a sham kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fake out yeah. for the uh, for the general public and <laughs> right. Um, anything else for this uh, this little sequence? I think that's good for me. Okay. Yep. So then we've got the the B twenty nine Super Fortress Enola Gay flying away um, from Hiroshima after dropping Little Boy. It's quite a powerful image here. Um, yeah. Um, there's obviously so much history, you know, with the, uh, with World War II and, and the bombing of Hiroshima and all that. I'm sure everyone's pretty much aware of, of, you know, obviously of what, what went on there. Um, bomb itself was dropped on August 6th, 1945, and an estimated 70,000 people were killed. Um, 20 of 20,000 of those were Japanese combatants. 2,000 were Korean slave laborers, and then by the end of the year, the death toll from injuries and radiation was between 90,000 and 166,000. So, I don't know. I mean, there's so much that can be said about uh, yeah. uh, this, but... Well, to, to be a downer, I think one of the biggest things is, in my mind, that I just think about when you want to hear those stats is, like, I mean, it would be so much worse with any of the uh, modern nuclear mm. weapons. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're so much more powerful. Yeah. Uh, the first couple times I think I watched this, I don't know if it sunk into me that this was um, one of the, the 
Hiroshima or Nagasaki uh, bombings mm-hmm. um, because the plane kind of obscures the the mushroom cloud a little bit. Um, yeah, just a, just enough, I think that you know. I mean, obviously, you know, few few other times I watched it, I realized, oh, okay, that's obviously what's going on. But this is interesting. That it sort of helps with the the world building. I think a lot is because it shows you that this still happened in this universe, and yeah. the superhero or these masked heroes were involved in mm. the war to an extent. Yeah, I like that the plane itself. I mean, obviously, in in our timeline, the Enola Gay um, is now in this timeline is the Miss Jupiter kind of been re redubbed or um, obviously with her running around doing heroics, that would be, you know, a reason enough, I guess, to, to kind of brand this plane with, you know, her image and everything. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but yeah, this is the, the Boeing B 29 super fortress. So it was a pretty cool plane. It had a lot of uh, technological advancements for the time, including an analog computer-controlled fire control system, which directed the four remote machine gun turrets that could be operated by a single gunner. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if uh, if the image here is historically accurate because for that mission, for dropping the uh, little boy, which was a 9,700-pound bomb, they had to drop a lot of weight from the plane itself. So apparently all of the guns except for the tail gun were removed to save on weights mm. or save on the, the weight. Um, but as this plane kind of flies forward, you can still see the barrels of the top and and lower uh, guns that are above and below the, I guess, the fuselage. I don't know. Yeah, well, just, just behind the cockpit you know, yeah, area yeah. is so the next yeah. section. So I don't know if that's just a if I've I'm misunderstanding like what guns were removed or if it's and then there's the uh, the the music that's playing the lyrics for, with the music I I think those are uh, pretty interesting the yeah and and keep your eyes wide the chance won't come again and don't speak too soon for the wheels still in spin hmm huh yeah I think those are those are some interesting that uh, that they coincide yeah yeah, yeah. time to line up. I was keeping an eye out for lyrics coinciding, and yeah, that was one moment I, I picked up on. There's one, there's only one more that I think it really matches up later. But. Uh, okay. Hmm. Um, and then we've got Mal- Malin Ackerman's uh, name pops up here as uh, one of the. Is she? I guess she's the first credit, right? First actor credit. Yeah. And she's a Swedish-Canadian actress, uh, model, and singer, born on May twelfth, nineteen seventy-eight. I didn't didn't note much else about her um, here, just because we're only getting her name credit. So I didn't uh, think it was too relevant to really deep, you know, mm-hmm. deep dive into into her. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Well, I, th- I think the biggest thing uh, from my point of view is just uh, it's you know th- this is this is kind of a a little bit different, a little bit more serious role than than what she normally does. She normally does seems to do a bit more comedic acting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can only think of one other film off the top of my head that she's in. It's uh, oh, what's it called? <laughs> Can't remember the name of it. Uh, Stoner movie, Stoner comedy that she's in. Oh, um, oh, uh, uh, the White Castle. Yeah, it's not uh, called that here because yeah, we don't have uh, white girls. Oh, really? It. Yeah, it's called Tarled and Kumar Get the Munchies here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because you don't know what White Castle is. Huh. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Um, let's see. Anything else on this uh, this little sequence? No, it's interesting that her name comes up over the Miss Jupiter. Right. Yeah. I, th- I wonder. I'm I'm sure because of the credits and it's like it's all about where their agents you know jockey for for where their credits get you know get placed throughout the movie but it is interesting to see whose names pop up in which like sequences because they don't always like match up with like thematically like this one's nice because it is she she gets named next to an image of her mother's character kind of thing so that's that works out nicely but they don't all like have that that's similar like it's just like on the uh, posters and uh, the old uh, old video cassette, but now, <laughs> yeah. nowadays DVD and Blu-ray, what have you, box yeah. art, is that uh, so often uh, it's not matching above. Yeah, the whole, you know, if, if there's like three people lined up yeah. <laughs> in the in the photo image, yeah, or even a drawn image, the uh, the names that happen to be above them are not meant to be <laughs> coinciding yeah. with who they're that above. Al- that always drove drove me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that annoys me as well. Yeah, looking yeah. at the next couple, I think it might be alphabetical. I, I kind of mm. wondered, okay, via last name, alphabetical. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that would make sense too. Well, and the the other thing with this one is that it's just it's just it's the name is flying with the plane. Yeah, and that's the mm. most movement I yeah. think of yeah. any of them, of any of the credits for anyone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Every now and then, there's some movement for some of them. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you guys want to jump into the next uh, frame? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So we've got uh, basically uh, VJ Day, which is the or yeah, it is VJ. Yeah, VJ Day, yeah, Vic- yeah. Victory Over Japan Day, um, in what looks to be like Times Square, and then you got silhouette coming up and kissing, uh, kissing a nurse in the center of town, kind of recreating that famous photo so yeah um what do you guys got on this well the original the thing it's taken from the real world situation was <laughs> yeah. you know, not a woman kissing another woman but <laughs> a u.s navy navy sailor a man yeah. yeah and supposedly a stranger and and it, it it was a woman in a white dress yet not truly there's so much back and forth um <laughs> it could be a nurse <laughs> but probably wasn't <laughs> seemingly yeah and the ide- identifying the two <laughs> has been a long, long yeah. uh, issue. Mm. Was that um, VJ Day that for? So I had it in my head that it was VE Day. I think it's uh, VE is is victory over Europe. Yeah, um, I thought that's when the photo was from. Oh, and that that might be maybe they're because I think they're mixing up a little bit of this stuff anyways because yeah yeah. There, you know, it starts out with it pans out of that victory Japan surrenders uh, photo of the yep. pe- you know people holding newspaper, and that is a real photo of it was from the Chicago Herald American where these the you know, people were holding up this paper and being right. photographed holding up the paper. So that so basically they're taking that element from I'm assuming if it was the Chicago Herald that that. Those people would have been in Chicago, so they've moved them, you know, in time and space to be- bring them to Times Square, where we know, you know, this nurse uh, kiss photo um, yeah. took place. So they're kind of like uh, blending elements a little bit, but 
I think they're just really, as far as the new newspaper goes, I think they're really just trying to capture that iconic like victory, Japan surrenders tagline. So it really doesn't matter that it that would have taken place in Chicago. Yeah, and especially like if you kind of look up some of the uh, the other newspapers from this era, the, the, you know, which aren't you aren't always exactly politically correct when referring to Japan. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, nice. It's nice that they at least got one that just says Japan surrenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, even comic books from the time, as I said, reading a lot of yeah. comics. Sometimes yeah. it's it's rough the, the language used in them, but yeah, yeah, it's the time, uh, I guess. Yeah. Um, as far as the the VJ Day kiss itself, the the original you know photograph was taken by Alfred Eisenstadt, but uh, I didn't have anything on the on the sailor that was you know in our timeline there. But I do kind of like that as the scene kind of plays out, there's a sailor like kind of walking up. Yeah. And I wonder if that's who it's supposed to be, but you know, silhouette kind of swooped in and got the, you know, Mm -hmm. got to the lady first kind of thing. So I kind of like, I think there's a few sailors walking behind them in the the aerial photo. So that's an interesting idea. uh, There's like a cola poster. In the background of that, you know about that. It's, it's, um, it's, it looks like a Coca Cola logo, but it's kind of green. Or oh black. yeah. And I'm just trying to know if it's something um, like from the comics or something. That's not seeing it. Which it's over uh, on the right, it's a yellow sign to the right, and then it has like a sort of Coke logo on a green background. Sort of. Oh okay. Oh yeah. It. Maybe it's a Pepsi Cola logo. I know their old oh, logo was very like scripty. You know, very uh, curvy yeah. and everything. That might be what it was. But that woman weren't wearing that hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe she was kind of turned into a nurse um, for this, for the purposes here, because um, because Silhouette's uh, girlfriend in the comics was a nurse. Uh, Gretchen was her name. That's who she'll, who we'll see, you know, in further. Yeah. Uh, sequences here but she was a nurse in the comics so maybe that's why they kind of put her in the nurse outfit for this uh photo okay well and that's supposed to be the same woman that's what i was going to ask is it supposed to be yes it is supposed to be the same person throughout i think i have the same actress yeah so jane she's meant to know her at this point or do you think like the photo it's a stranger well it's weird because in um in the comics she came over from uh, like the nurse actually helped her escape from like poland okay um um, and so at at least if you take it from the comics then they would have known each other uh, very well right but here i think you are supposed to infer that they don't know each other because of her reaction to as she walks up and and plants a kiss on her so i think they're probably doing away with the the character from the book and just turn, you know, making her yeah. um, a stranger here in the movie, I, I think, but hard, hard to know exactly how they intended it to yep. intended it to be. That's all I've got for this uh, Times square. Oh, and, and I just now realized as I was kind of letting it play through um, in all my, like taking notes for this section before I'd never noticed that, both uh, Billy Crudup and yeah, Matthew right. Good's credits get layered in over the uh, kind of the streamers and yeah. kind of the so 
<clears throat> so you know, I didn't uh, have any notes on on either of those guys. So I don't know if you guys do or not, but um, just um, I think this maybe have been the first film that I saw Billy Crudup in. Oh, and really? Then never connected them with the other films I'd seen him in uh, since oh, okay. oh, for okay. a long time. Just he's obviously unrecognizable in this film. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. most of it. Um, so I just never really connected them to the mm. the guy that I'd seen in other films. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think Almost Famous is probably his most recognizable role. Yeah, that's I definitely my big one. Yeah. yeah, but he actually goes back the furthest back uh, I know him from is I, I remember seeing it in the theater too when I was in college in the late nineties. Um, Sleepers. Okay, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. He's one of the four grown up. Oh, boys. is he? Okay, yeah. I always just remember, um, now I can't remember all which ones are they all. He's one of the two bad ones. Oh, okay. That... <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. and uh... It's been good in some stuff recently. It was good in Spotlight. Okay. Hmm. Played out lawyer or not. Yeah, okay. I haven't caught that one I yet. I can't remember that. Yeah. That's good. The whole cast is fantastic now. Yeah. And he's uh, Barry Allen's father. Yeah. Was was in yep. Justice League that came out yeah. not long ago. Henry yeah. Allen. Uh, Matthew Good, I don't know too much about. Um, I've seen him. I know he was in that uh, romantic comedy with Amy Adams, the leap year. Like he's a, an Irish, you know, dude that she kind of uh, connects with on some kind of vacation or something. And I don't know. Saw it once. Yeah. And he was fine in that. Um can't think of too much else that I've seen him in. I think he was... He was in Match Point, the Woody Allen film. Okay, yeah. okay. Not a, not a huge role. Well, a supporting role. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great film. The thing I know him from the best is, uh, and I haven't watched every episode of it, but uh, I saw enough during the time he was on it uh, for the season or so, um, The Good Wife. Right. Um, oh, okay. Which, funnily enough, you know, just a season or two after that that he was on, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan then showed up at the end of the oh. whole series in the last season or so. Hmm. So they share that TV show. Two people from this movie. Yeah. Hmm. There was so- oh the lookout. He was amazing in the lookout. That was a. Hmm. Uh, um, was that Joseph Gordon Levitt? Yeah. Um, plays like a, I think like an autistic kid or. Something like right. that. Yeah. Um, it's like a bank heist kind of movie, but he's really good in it. All right. Um, anything else for this uh, this section? Uh, nope. So I have. All right. Uh, we'll move on to our last little vignette for this this uh, minute, which is dollar dollar bill lying dead in the revolving door with his cape caught in the door. Yeah. So I think we all probably. <laughs> Can think of one line from another movie that would apply to this one. <laughs> no <Yeah>. capes. <laughs> so, Jen captained him here. He was going through the door and he got shot or something. Is that or what? by a bad guy, or did he just hurt himself going through the door and die somehow? So, a dollar bill was the the bank. A, a big bank chain hired him because, right. you know, superheroes are big right now. So we want to have our own essentially mascot. Um, so they hired this guy. He was like a football player, you know, from Kansas. And they hire him. They give him a costume. And he's essentially just 
you know, publicity stunt kind of thing, yeah. um, including obviously the red cape to increase his visibility. So he's trying to foil a bank robbery and gets caught in the revolving door, like chasing after them, I, I'm guessing. Or maybe it was yeah. going in, but I think I think this is outside. Um, or is it a matter of, you know, the the bad guy possibly, you know, like holding the door at a, at a point where it kind of help help makes makes him caught. Yeah, could be. Um, I mean, it's inside because you can see cars out the window towards the end when it passes. Oh, okay, out, okay. So this is him coming into the bank probably to stop everything, but that would make or more sense. Or he went round a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, you always want a doorman. You yeah, know, yeah. In the bank job, you know. Um, but yeah, the uh, the film companion does say that you know his cape gets stuck in the revolving door, rendering him helpless, and then he was subsequently shot in the head at close range. So I imagined right. he would just got caught in the door and was trying to fight his way from, you know, <laughs> getting out of it or whatever. And then the dude, you know, bank robber just walks up to him probably and just you know, yeah. plug plugs one into his head. So, um, which I never noticed that he got shot in the head. I always. I think I always interpret it as he's got some bullet holes in his chest, but maybe not. Maybe both. I don't know. But it looks um, like there is one. In the yeah, where his heart would be. Yeah, yeah. So it's powerful. Another powerful image here. Uh, you know, the star-spangled, red, white, and blue hero lying dead in a doorway. Like it's that's yeah. quite an image, and it's kind of like this is kind of where the tide turns a little bit when um, things aren't going so well for for all these heroes anymore so yeah the, the progression of this is like sort of mirrors the uh progression of the tone of comics over this period as sure. well like yeah. going from like the sort of happy smiling colorful into the dark 80s people getting shot in the head you know yeah yeah and we've also got uh carlo gugino's credit pops up overhead um in this one um, I first remember seeing her as Michael J. Fox's girlfriend on oh. uh, his sitcom Spin City, like way, way yeah. back. I would think I was a kid when that was on. So, um, and then she's kind of become a, a Zack Snyder and Robert Rodriguez uh, regular. Yeah, she, she's done voice work uh, of Kellor for Man of Steel, and then oh, okay. ship voice. Oh yeah, for yeah, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. And even back further than Spin City, uh, other TV stuff that she she's done, but I can't say I remember her from were, were uh, Wonder Years and Alf and Who's the Boss. Oh wow, <laughs> those those shows, some mm. of those late eighties, yeah, mid mid to late eighties shows. Huh. And it makes sense. I mean, she is um, an older, a little bit older actress than <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she, she she straddled the line, you know, with her with her age as an actress to, to, in order to play the little bit younger. Uh, as well as the older yeah. Uh, yeah. spots when she's talking with her grown-up daughter <laughs> later on. Yeah. Um, anything else? Yeah. Uh, no, that's all I have. Okay. I think we'll, uh, we'll close out Tuesday and come back on Wednesday for Minute 8. But um, until then, you can uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, at uh, Watchman Minute. And then we've got a website over at realpodcastnetwork.com slash Watchmen Minute. Um, and on facebook.com slash Watchmen Minute, that's our page. Check us out there. Uh, and also uh, get involved by going to the Crime Busters Listeners Society. 
That's our group where we can talk more about what happened here this episode. <laughs> yeah. What are your feelings on capes versus <laughs> no capes? I thought you were going to say versus doorways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> capes versus doorways. Who wins? <laughs> you can see Doctor Strange's cape uh, fighter. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll be back tomorrow with uh, with Minute 8. But until then, uh, who watches The Watchmen? We do. We do. We do. <laughs> Close. Yeah, it's fine. Watchmen are over. Over.